0: And everybody gets it back again Don't take no mess at the Rose Garden Raise us their own fire They're what we desire The men in black can handle it Other teams can't it. How they win that game today There's
1: just one thing you How's your summer going,
0: Danny? Oh, see, it's August seventeenth, so it's almost over. Good. It's uh, uneventful, which I think a lot of people in the NBA world thought it might be a little bit more, especially
1: Um, around here.
0: Yeah, for sure. But otherwise, it's been good. You know, Uh, the little summer league schedule release we'll talk about here in a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. I think it's for the most part, I think it's a lot more normal than 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 folks anticipated.
1: That's something that people have kind of said to me is like, when I, you know, I see friends who, you know, know what I do, but aren't as like in it every it's single not the day guys. as yeah. we are, are like, well, oh, you, your summer must be so chaotic. It must be like, and I was like, you know what? July 1st was the trade request. and like then
0: ten, 10 days of it. And 10 it days
1: just... of it. You know, after, you know the last, I think the last really eventful thing that happened was, you know, Joe talked at Summer League, which was mm-hmm. what, the, like the ninth or the 10th? Yeah, And then I guess like a couple of weeks later was the memo. So that was like one day's worth of work, but I'm honestly, I'm chilling.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, it was, it was wild at summer league, you know, you, you and right. I were both down there and it was, you couldn't go five feet without somebody going, Hey, what's going on? What's up with this? How's this going to go? Is it going to get done? Is the deal done? And you had people down there. Oh, the deal's already done. And I'm like, I just, they haven't talked yet. So <laughs> Which done. they still haven't talked by the way. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know, man. But other than that, I mean, it's been a normal. I shouldn't say normal summer because I think in normal summer, if Scoot was a small forward, we'd be talking about him everywhere. He'd be in every single thing. The Blazers would be promoing him everywhere. And that I think everything is kind of stepped back a little bit until stuff is sorted out. I, I would expect that over the next, what's August, Five months?
1: Before yeah. February?
0: Yeah, I think it's just going to be an awkward place unless something seismic changes one way or the other.
1: I did find it interesting. So they, so the Blazers put out their uh schedule today, just like every other team. And we'll get into the schedule. Mm. But they put out a video, which was another great job by the... Oh, the, social team killed the it. The social team, yeah. the content team, Fernando, all all them. Shout out to Fernando. Yep those guys all always do a great job uh but it was like done in the style of like an info one of those like late night tv infomercials for like the best hits of the 70s like yeah. type of cd like box sets that you can buy mm-hmm. it was a cool idea but they showed the different clips of you know Various different players. players dame was barely in it at all i think there was like one clip of him in
0: it there was one clip and he was in street clothes
1: yeah yeah. It was like mostly Scoot, Aunt Shay, and
0: Jeremy. Little, little, little Tease, little Jeremy, little Nas sprinkled in. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic nowhere to be found. No, I
1: saw, there was there was a shot of Nurk in there. <laughs> did you not see this? No, he, he was there. It was just, there, there was again. a was shot a, of, a, there was one was shot a, of Nurk. It was
0: a quick little glimpse, yep.
1: Yeah, Nas was in there, yeah. <laughs> but also, I mean, did you watch, uh, did, did you watch the last episode of The Trail that came out? Like, yeah. He was not in it at all
0: no i would imagine that the social and content teams are in a bit of a bind with walking this line of he's still a member of the organization damian little we're talking about but also like the weirdness of a player actively requesting a trade and kind of the position that they're in
1: and it's the one guy that like active like he is the for the last eleven years. He's been the guy that sells tickets and sells jerseys, yes. and is like been like the centerpiece of every single one of these marketing campaigns. And now it's like, well, he's not traded, so he's technically still on the team. So you could use him and stuff if you want to, but you probably shouldn't because then that no. stuff is all gonna get thrown in your face in two months if he's traded. So
0: you, you've got a guy who's number ten in jersey sales. He's the most important and famous player in your franchise's history. It's like you can't just not acknowledge him, but right. also. The story probably can't be about him, but I think out of respect, it's also not entirely about Scoot. If that right. makes sense, it's like I said, it's just gonna be awkward, and this is part of that awkward process that they're gonna have to deal with.
1: So, speaking of Scoot, you wrote a really interesting piece on your on the Jack Ramsey's Patreon, which mm-hmm. I would encourage everybody to go subscribe to if you're not. But uh, kind of going into something, and this is something you and I have talked about offline and probably on our various programs since even before the draft since mm-hmm. the pre-draft process when they brought scoot in for a workout and you know we were talking about like can scoot play with dame or can, you know how good is scoot gonna be right away it's very rare that a rookie point guard is good right away
0: rookie like, teenage point guard teenage, specifically.
1: teenage even more so yes but as far as like rookie point guards i'm taught like you're thinking like the guys that in the last ten years that really come to mind for me are Dame, who you know was a four-year college player, so he was mm-hmm. a little bit older, and then like Derrick Rose and John ja Morant, and that's like kind of it.
0: Luca and Trey. If like, you want to
1: count, if you want to count Luca as a point guard, I know sure. he's like a he's like a bigger guy. It's a little bit Trey, of a different. Thing. but he spent
0: two years in college. Yeah,
1: like,
0: Jaw spent two years in college. Like Ja, and again, those guys were some of the most productive college players we've ever seen jaws. They li- quite literally the only player in NCAA history to average 20 and 10 Luca was playing as professional at 17 years old in the second best league in the world. Right. Trey was doing insane things at Oklahoma. Like Dame was leading the nation in scoring. You, when you start talking about young point guards being successful, you start like pulling these qualifiers, like best ever, only one to ever, first to ever do. Like, that's the kind of thing when you're talking about a point guard rookie being successful. And then you amp it up to teenage point guards. There have been 23 point guards in NBA history drafted and played as teenagers. That's it, 23 of them. Of that group, the only three teenage point guards three in nba history who have averaged at least 15 points and five assists kyrie irving stephon marbury and um i'm forgetting the last Tony one real parker. quick uh no parker averaged 9 and 4 it was um uh why am i blanking on this for the love of god uh i've got it right here hold on you would think after diving into this for this long <laughs> i'd be like yeah no i had this memorized um bah, 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 bah. Uh, LaMelo Ball. Yeah. LaMelo is the only other one and the thing about it is and this isn't like this isn't to take shots at Scoot. This is just the 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 mountain that he has to climb is that for him to be successful he has to pass like Kyrie is universally lauded as maybe the best handle in NBA history. He's also like a 50-40-90 shooter right with some of the best shot creation tools ever and was the unquestioned number one overall pick okay stefan marbury was a one and done from georgia tech who has some of the most explosive athleticism we've ever seen at the point guard position could get to literally anywhere on the floor and was a creative playmaking uh pull-up magician would also happened to have a 42 inch vertical leap and then you have Lamelo Ball, who's a six foot seven passing savant who breaks the geometry of the game by being able to hit from thirty feet. You look at Scoot; he's not—he's athletic. He's but this whole like Russell Westbrook, Derrick Rose comparison—that people have got to stop doing that. He's not that. He's very athletic. He's not that athletic. His pull-up game is nice, and his handles very good. But is it Kyrie Irving? No. He's a not a non-shooter, but his his shooting from distance is very limited right now. So he doesn't have some of like the absolutely outrageous tools that these other guys have had, but I think he covers up for some of the other things that like LaMelo ball is uh, like, none of these guys had the, the it factor as far as like being the guy scoot has that stuff, the leadership stuff, the, the Q rating, all of the other bonafides. And I wonder how much of that is going to allow him to develop and change and cover up for some of the other things that he necessarily doesn't have and where he can develop. And like this whole idea that if Dame traded and it's scooch team, that he's going to go out there and average like 19 and eight, like, whoa, guys, like we've he literally might just never because seen somebody
1: him. has to take those shots.
0: But that's the thing is Kyrie Irving on that absolute dog water, uh, Cleveland Cav team went 21 and 45. He averaged 18 and five. Right. That's like literally the best rookie teenage guard season in NBA history. And it's like, that's oh, pretty good. But like we're, we are so skewed of like guys being so good right out of the gate. It's like Jaw was so good out of the gate. Trey was so good. Like they're two years, three years older. They have so much more experience. Like that experience gap is so huge. And they're like, where they did it and where the keys they are given. The question that's going to end up coming up out of this is how good is the G league at preparing particularly point guards for the NBA? Because we just don't know.
1: Did you watch the documentary?
0: I've got about 20 minutes into it. My wife had me go into it. else. I haven't got to see it yet.
1: You should watch it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And there's some, there's some good scoot stuff in there. There's... Did, did you
0: pull anything out of that where you where there was something different?
1: Uh, I mean, it's. I have been reading and watching Scoot stuff since he was drafted, mm. so I, it wasn't a ton of stuff I didn't know. There was this one funny sequence where, just to pr- make the point, I like, guess the filmmakers did this, like to make the point of how Pooh Jetter is twenty years older than him. There was this literally ex- my age. Yes, There is this extended scene of Scoot trying to teach Pooh Jetter how to set up Siri on his iPhone. <laughs> And Poo or not being able to do it, Scoot being like, man, you're so old. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very interested to see like how quickly Scoot, you know, especially, mm-hmm. you know, if Dame is traded before the season, which I don't expect given the way that things are. But like,
0: and again, I'm high on Scoot. It's just, I think everybody needs to slow their roll and like, oh, he's just going to replace Damian Lillard. Like,
1: is he going to be a top 75 uh, player of all time? Probably not.
0: The math says no. Like, it just gen- like there's 5,000 players in NBA history and dames in the top 75. Like you start doing the math. It's like, especially even if, even if you just consider lottery prospects, like the only lottery prospects that of the lottery teenage guards that have ever come out. Okay, This is this is your list. OK,
1: it's like Sebastian Telfair and
0: it's Marbury. It's Sean Livingston. It's Kyrie Irving, Zach Levine, who was drafted as a point guard. Yeah. Dante Exum. Emmanuel Moutier, D'Angelo Russell, Frank Nilakina, Kobe White, Killian Hayes, Kira Lewis Jr., Lamelo Ball, and Dyson Daniels last year.
1: Those are some guys. Those are some there's games.
0: there there's a lot of fall off.
1: <laughs> well, but like I mean, Dante Exum's back in the mix. He got a deal with Dallas. He's he's back. I'm in just the saying, mix. there's a lot. Of,
0: like you have some early guys that hit, and then there's a gap of like ooh
1: doggy that not great. Yeah. You have, I was so convinced Emmanuel Moudie was going to be good, by the way. Because
0: he, had the, he looked like he had the tools. And that's the thing. It's like, looking like you have the tools at another level does not always mean... And again, I am not saying Scoot's not going to be great. I, I genuinely believe he's going to. I just think that the, the process is going to be a little bumpier than folks are probably thinking out of the gate.
1: It's not a LeBron or Luka thing where, like, no. the guy gets drafted and everybody... Or even like when and Yama, where everybody's just like, oh no, this this like w- week one of preseason, like, oh, this is a Hall of Famer. Like yeah. that doesn't that's and again, not scoot
0: in his twenty one minutes of Summer League, we're like, oh yeah, no, he can hang. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm not I'm not worried about him hanging. I'm worried about I'm not even worried about it. Uh, my my observations are like or questions are okay, just what level can he hang? Right. On? And, Th- and that's, that's the thing. It's like
1: And that's that's why there was there's there there you know there was a line of thinking among I'll just say some corners of the national media that were uh, maybe getting their information from one side or the other in this whole thing, who were making the argument that because they're so well set up with Scoot and Shade, and they can afford to trade Dane for a little bit less because Mm. they're so well set up, and— I was just sitting there going, like, are you so sure that Scoot and Shaden are going to be the next, like, Durant and Westbrook or whatever yeah. that you can just go ahead and do that? I I mean, I think those guys are both going to be pretty good, but I don't know. I mean... I don't
0: think either one of them is so can't miss... Right. ...that you can afford... And even then, what...
1: Because even Shay, like, Shea, for as good as he was the last month of the season when they really, like, gave him the keys to everything, when they showed everybody questions. else down. But, yeah, I mean, it's not like... I'm not. I'm not expecting him to like come in and have like a you know Anthony Edwards second season where he's like getting all star consideration. Oh hell, Brandon
0: Roy. Like yeah. you're, you're not expecting him to like. Uh, our friend Mike Richmond. He, I think he said like if if I think he said his over under with you at like was it seventeen point nine
1: points a game. Yeah. Like. Yeah.
0: Sounds like, right. Okay. Like, but again, eighteen points a game. Like that's better than most, but that's not otherworldly second year points very good that's uh, not
1: that's not you can trade Dane for a subpar packet because you have Dane exactly that's that's the that's kind of the distance 100%